Hey guys, welcome to Because I Said So, the podcast where we discuss age and how it affects how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive others, and the conversations that we have because of it. Thank you for listening, and please leave a review to support the podcast. Thank you. guys i just thought it was important to note as we move into this series on religion that nobody that i have on here nor am i myself a theologian um we're kind of just here to offer our perspectives around our belief systems and hopefully to break down some stigmas so thank you so much for listening and i hope you enjoyed this episode data Hey everybody, we have such a special episode today. I'm so excited for you guys to hear. And we have a special guest too. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hey guys, I'm Salvan. Uh, I'm a Muslim. And uh, I'd like to think I'm a pretty cool guy. And <laughs> today, today we have something pretty interesting to talk about, right? To kind of conclude the series of religion and the concepts that are included therein, right? And right, so maybe maybe hope hopefully pass on the the passion that I have for this stuff as well, because these things are so so cool if you think about it. Right, stories of the prophets, right, the messengers, and all this, right. And yeah, yeah, I am so excited for everybody to hear this because I think that you know this is one <laughs> of the most essential like questions, if not the most essential question in my opinion. Um, of like the foundation of human life. And so we can just dive right into it. And so I know that the first thing that we kind of wanted to talk about was diversity within religion, because I think that that can overwhelm a lot of people. So do you want to go ahead and start talking about that? Yeah, of course, especially when a person is, you know, approaching religion for the first time, maybe seriously, right? And when they kind of take a step back and view this all from, maybe a bird's eye perspective. You'll see you'll see maybe Judaism over here, right? Taoism, Confucianism, Christianity, Islam, so on and so forth, right? And then, you know, maybe at face value the person might be like, okay, let me just choose one and see which one I, I resonate with more. All right. But the thing is, the thing is, <laughs> you you think that's it, all right? But then within these religions themselves, there there are divisions and schisms that have taken place throughout history. And sometimes these, these differences therein are not as simple as something like, oh, you know, let me comb my hair this way instead of that way. Mm-hmm. Sometimes these divisions are like, hey, you're reading the wrong book, right? And so it's one of the reasons why I actually really wanted to talk about this stuff because, you know, maybe we could you know, ease the, the journey for some people, or maybe even clear some, some negative stereotypes, or stereo, like negative connotations that some people may have on the, the concept of religion as a whole. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. I think that, you know, since it is such a personal thing, and I think that your relationship with your faith in general is such a personal thing, it's such an important thing. Um, but I think that since it is like so again such a personal thing that there are a lot of really hard feelings about it and I think that because of that there creates this thing of like oh 
this is exactly how it's supposed to be read for everybody. This is exactly what is like, especially like you said, internal schisms within different belief systems. There's, this is the right way to practice this. And this is the wrong way. And I think like you were saying, it creates a lot of internal division. Right. That's actually, that's actually really true. Yeah. Especially when during times of division, like, like, you know, 2020, right. Unless you've, <laughs> unless you've kind of overslept and skipped some of the things that have been going on, uh, there, that division was a really prominent part of the year mm -hmm. that only added to the suffering that everyone kind of felt. Right. And during these times, the concept of unity, you know, is it's kind of beautified in a sense, right? Yeah. And I think, yeah, and I think, um, I think a lot of the things that we're, that we're talking about when we're, we're delving into religion, right? Easing some of this stuff can really go a long way in, you know, calming some of the strife that takes place between communities of different kinds, right? And maybe, you know, like we were talking about easing the, the journey for some people. Yeah. yeah. And kind of like the last thing on this specific thing, I think that, you know, it is one thing that I've seen with through this whole series is the way that religion connects to culture and identity is so huge, too. And I think that you it, you can't overlook religion um, when you're looking at any part of life and any sect of division of life, because it is so foundational to who we are. Um, and kind of diving into the difference between religion and faith, we hear these terms used interchangeably a lot, but they're actually different. And I was wondering if you can talk on that and explain your view. Yeah, of course. And I actually really agree. These things are, you know, if you actually look into the definitions of, you know, religion, for example, you'll find that sometimes faith is used as a synonym, right? And so I took some of the liberty of doing some research and I found out that the definition of religion when it, uh, when it comes to the thing we're talking about is a particular system of faith and worship, right? And faith plays a large role in this. And sometimes you hear, like I said, like faith being used as as a kind of kind of a belief system to, to encompass that concept of what a belief system is. And so I, I also looked into the definition of faith, right? But more so faith as in that bridge between, that bridge between evidence and where it leads you towards mm -hmm. making that conclusion, that the bridge between the two, right? And the definition that aligns with both that is a complete, trust or confidence in someone or something i would say right but the when it comes to defining faith like that you know sometimes you hear some people kind of um what's it called defining faith as like like belief without evidence like i was talking about this this, yeah. this negative connotation that sometimes people have right and wikipedia put it well when summarizing this, saying that <laughs> that religious people often think of faith as confidence based on a perceived degree of warrant, right? So mm. the bridge between reason and where it leads you, right? 
Like when you look at, for example, one plus one, you know that it's leading you towards two, but you don't have to draw out the schematics, right? Because it's kind of like already, it's already known. It's like kind of, you know, already taught in a sense. And Wikipedia goes on to say, while others who are more skeptical of religion tend to think of faith as simply belief without evidence, right? And I think, I think we might get into that a little more later, but belief without evidence kind of illustrates that connotation that some people may have developed maybe as a result of, you know, how they've grown up, their environment, what they may have been taught, how they may have been taught it, right? Or maybe, you know, complete lack thereof and sometimes just being taught, hey, believe this, without even having the, the ability to ask questions about it, right? Yeah, so, I 100% agree. I think that a lot of people view faith as kind of like the road where reason and evidence ends and they don't view it as like a related thing. They're like, oh, well... I guess like if they don't have the answer to one of the questions that they're wondering about their belief system, um, there are a lot of times like that's that's where faith comes in, you know. And I think that that's a misuse and it, it degrades faith. And it's like you were saying, that's where a lot of these connotations come in because they're like, oh well, like if you can't support this and you're just like, oh well, like that's faith. I think, you know, like you were saying, I think that that's a really really important acknowledgement to notice that it's it's a connector. They're very interconnected, and you can't really have um, reason without faith and faith without reason that they they go together like that yeah entirely that's why that's why you know when it comes to the concept that are that are encompassed within religion that you know you you have this scripture for example within a religion right and it it points out you know if you look into scriptures various scriptures you'll notice that things within the natural world are pointed out so that these conclusions can be made, right? Mm -hmm. There's a difference between saying, hey, this is true, but why is it true? Because it is. Like, <laughs> there's a difference between saying that versus, hey, look at how, look at how, you know, the sun, the sun rises over the, the east, sets into the west in a uniform, transitional kind of manner, right? How grass raises from the ground and then goes goes into this transition period where things kind of settle and die off and then they're bat brought out but they're brought back out so on and so forth right but yeah i think the, the that bridge between a reason and a conclusion is best done with faith and then later later on maybe some kind of What's it called? Some evidence may be planted between the two, the two, the two ends. Maybe even to just to uplift faith even more. But the faith is the bridge between the two, no less. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's also really important. I mean, kind of like what you were saying, illustrating that transition and like that bridge. I really like that analogy because I think that you know, when, when you tell somebody to just have quote unquote faith and not really like ask questions, I think that you're robbing them of some of that beauty of the process. Cause I think that that is something that is so foundational to the beauty of religion and the beauty of like faith and belief. It's just is knowing that process and being able to see that beauty because whatever, 
like for me and you, that's like God, about whatever like divine power you call um, or believe in. I think that like noticing the beauty of the creation is one of the most important parts. And that again, like you were saying, that bridge and that process and asking those questions is one of the most important parts because you can't see the process if you're not asking these questions and if you're just trying to arrive at that final destination. You know, you actually said something really like, like really serious right there, that analyzing the creation, right, is one of the most beautiful parts of it. Maybe that's why it's actually included in the scriptures as one of the, the roads that lead between the two ends that we're talking about. And what's it called? The, 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 the Islamic scholars, I can speak on kind of like that behalf because I, I look into this stuff. But they say that, you know, when a person gets to know the creator, no one of them would choose the creation over him, right? And I right. really think, I, I really think that was put really well. That was really nice. Yeah, and I think that that also kind of dives into what, what we're moving towards um, later on. But I wanted to give you a chance to talk about the evidence that we were kind of um, circling around and how, how that is important when it comes to faith um, and how this whole cycle and this whole like interconnected web of um, belief. Yeah, no doubt. Because evidence that we're talking about is a really crucial part of the process, right? Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to throw out some names to see if you see if you notice any of them. You have you ever heard of, for example, the prophet Noah? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Noah, Abraham, Moses, these guys that these absolute hallmarks of human history right, and who are recognized within these faiths, some of these faiths, right, no less, but right, within their lives, within their lives, I think it's actually important to mention that there's a difference between a prophet and a messenger, but that kind of, that's kind of, that's kind of extra, but within their lives, some of these guys, they, they conveyed a message to the people, all of them did, right? But, but some of them conveyed it, but then to the time period they were in because they went directly against the, the beliefs, the common beliefs of the, of the society, right? And so I would say that there's, there's this, it's kind of hard to put into words, but this, this underlying meaning as to why that that why that why prophet came about during the times where the height of the times where the people would were directly against his message and i think that kind of goes to show actually this this underlying unity between the messages that were revealed by these guys right because they weren't all around at the same time right like Adam, like is in in Christianity, is Adam one of the prophets? Um, I don't think he's considered one of the prophets necessarily, but I think that nonetheless, I mean, like you were saying, there's a difference between like messenger and prophet, but I think that you know it's it's still in that same category of um, speaking the word and carrying the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true because like you know Adam and Eve the whole story, Adam and Eve, they came from a place other than, if I'm not wrong, 
Right? Yeah. And so once they had descendants, right, they had to convey that message to them, right? But the thing is, they weren't directly against it because that was their children, right? And mm. so that difference between, like we we're talking about prophet and messenger, right, is that a messenger kind of was about at a time where something seemed new to the people that they were coming to, right? Because these people, they've, they've gone so far away from this stuff because a prophet like may have come about to deliver this, but then once that prophet passed away, sometimes there were centuries between that prophet and the next prophet or messenger, right? And so there was time for the people to go away from this stuff or maybe to, to develop their own kind of, what is it? Reasoning some their own kind of practices, maybe, which kind of necessitated, you know, the coming of a messenger, right? Like I said, because they they were so far away from the stuff that they had no way to go back to it, other than it being brought about for them, right? And so, like I was talking about the 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 unity, the underlying similarity that that kind of connects all of the messengers and prophets is that they, if they conveyed this stuff in such manners, that would necessitate or indicate that the message that they were conveying was one of similarity, right? They, they were similar throughout all of the, the prophets, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of like that phrase, the, the message, the message of the prophets, right? Like, because there's just this, this unifying kind of characteristic between the messages and uh, what's it called? The, the the most reasonable question then to ask would be kind of along the lines of if their message was kind of along the same lines, if not exactly the same, then what would that message be, right? And uh, I have a, a lot to go on to that, right? but but how do you feel about that? Do you, do you agree? Do oh, you... yeah, I 100% agree. I think that it was so interesting and very true that you pointed out how they are so spread out. And I think that that, um, I mean, if we're talking about like logic and reason and evidence, I think that that in and of itself is logic and evidence because it's why would they be sent in because you can look at it like hills and valleys and i think that why would they all be sent in at these hills and then create kind of these like valleys of um worldly like idolatry and things like that if if there wasn't a purposeful and divine reasoning behind it i think that that is it's key to acknowledge that and to see that and again like you were saying it's like why would they all have this same characteristic the same message it's it's supernatural um and so i think i think going into that i think that perfectly sets you up to talk about like you were like you were saying the natural following question which what is that message yeah and what's it called oh i was talking about how like there's this this kind of beautiful unified what's it called message between all of these guys but if you really think about it and you observe the scriptures, not only from, you know, the Abrahamic faith, you know, Christianity, Islam, Judaism, but 
this kind of kind of um this connects with some other face as well and i think that's really cool and i have some of the some of the some of the evidence because you know can't make claims without evidence right <laughs> yeah. but, let me see well, I think it's it's like what you were yeah. saying too. It's like these these people are historical figures. Um, like despite your faith, I think it's it's important to note that these are just plainly put like historical figures too. Like they they existed. That in and of itself is not um, a debate. And so I think that again, like you were saying, like that's important to acknowledge too. Yeah, that's actually really true. These guys were so influential within their societies that they left behind this infrastructure of belief, but not only that, but like countries as well. Like, you know, for Islam, like the, the area of the, the Hijaz, the, the kind of the, the Mecca and Medina area, right? And all the beliefs and all the, the structures that lie therein, not only physically, like buildings left behind, but also within society and stuff like that. But we're talking about like, that one message, right? The, the unifying call, right? And if, if these, these messengers came with the same thing, what was that same thing, right? I have, have it right here. <laughs> and I think it's actually really cool. And you might, you might actually recognize some of this, but, um, but yeah, let's, 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 let's see something, right? The, the most important one, one um, referring to the commandments, the most important one is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. We never sent a messenger before you, O prophet, without revealing to him there was no God worthy of worship except me, so worship me alone. I am the Lord your Lord, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. He is beyond our grasp. There is no image that is true to his form. His name is glory itself. Don't worship anybody but him, the divine one. Praise him alone. And just like, if you, if you were to just read this stuff, it seems like it's coming from the same book, right? No less men that were separated by centuries of time right and mm -hmm. these these evidences that i that i brought out not only are they within some of the same scriptures but they span different religions of different kind of unifying bodies because unifying body between judaism christian islam abraham right that's why it's called the abrahamic faith right yeah so it's a little fun fact there right the the the, the children of abraham right isaac ismail right and they they split out they had children of their own and those children they had prophets and yes which brought forth some of these religions but yeah how do you yeah. feel about that yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting, and I think that like the thing you kept pointing out about how they are centuries apart, and at this time, it's not like they had the like ability to have all of this access to all of the information that we do now. Like they weren't this whole interconnected web by their own 
knowledge. Like it, that's another thing that I think is so important because it's like they were not aware of all of these similarities and how um, often that this this message was being repeated. And I think that that is again so important and foundational to all of this. And I think you know, I think that it also kind of uh-huh. like brings us in with that foundational message. It it brings us into this um, thing in today's society where we look at I think all of these different religions and all of these divisions and it's really easy to forget us to forget that foundation and to kind of instead of worshiping um god or um this this deity we worship our own beliefs and we worship um kind of like these different um religions but not what they actually like believe in um and so I think that it's it's really easy to get caught up in that and kind of like what we were saying at the beginning of like all of these different divisions, we're just, we're not really focusing on worshiping God. We're kind of worshiping our own pride and worshiping um, our like desire to be correct. No, you're, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah. And you can see that with how, like we were talking about um, the prophets the messengers, the time that they were, the time that the messengers were sent was a time of kind of, you know, this, this ignorance among the people because they've gone so far away from what they were told by the, the one, the, the messenger or the prophet that came before this one. Right. And that in and of itself does kind of narrate this kind of, this essence of pride, right. Or arrogance in a sense that a person feels as if it feels as if they have this kind of this kind of right to go away from what was taught and passed by these people these these guys who you know you know Moses right split the sea by the permission of God right like mm-hmm. like whoa like if you're if you're there at that time you would have been like madness right because splitting an entire sea right at at such a time of need right we we actually have narrations in quran where where moses were was standing there at that time and the pharaoh and his army was chasing after the children of Israel, right and one of them shouted at, at moses like oh they're coming they're coming they're gonna get us and moses he stood there firm and he said kalla in the never my lord is with me and he will guide me right that that essence of staying firm to what is true right it's just this is why i i just i hold these things with such passion i just think it's so awesome right and i really i really hope that that some people can have this this flower of faith that blooms within them as well right and not be too afraid to do so because maybe of maybe because of the common beliefs that are about at this time, maybe, you know, that yeah. may be turning away, not turning people away from that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there is, you know, there is so much stigma and, and I think, you know, it's, it's easy for people to be overwhelmed at the thought of these like religious texts. Cause they're like, Oh, I have to know so much about like history and these different stories and like getting just kind of um, discombobulated and like lost in all of that. And I think that it's important, like, you know, like this whole, like we've been talking about this whole time to look at that unifying value of like, if you just hold on to that, you will find your path from there. If you hold on to, you know, 
worshiping God above all else. You'll find your path. I think that there's that natural desire of the human heart um, for all of us to worship and mm. to find our creation. And I think that that's, it's, it's so important to kind of go back to that and hone in on that. And like you were saying, I think that we all have that, that message inside of us too. And I think that sometimes it can be clouded again, like society um, can be clouded in those, in those hills of like straying away. But I think that we have, we have that message within all of us to kind of bring us back down. You know that you said so much, like so much was packed in your statement there that actually is backed by the beliefs of all of these faiths, right? That because, you know, like for example, there are, there are sins that are outlined within you know christianity islam judaism right and i'm sure faiths beyond this scope right mm -hmm. these these transgressions that we're not allowed to pass and right when someone is seeking a path of you know spirituality maybe religion because maybe something resonated with them they want to find out more about maybe they're they're turned away because oh uh, if i if i get into this belief and i'm gonna have to just change my entire life everything that i do you know like every like practice that may be seen as bad i have to change off the bat i have to be perfect you know i have to be like one of the prophets <laughs> like these guys that were sent because of their character as an example for some of us right i have to be like them but you know you know like they say that a journey of a thousand miles begins with that first step you know you got you to gotta step through the doors to get out of the house in the first place, right? Yeah. And it's just like, wow. And you were, you were talking about unity, right? Yeah. Right? Okay, yeah. We're talking about unity and how as long as you hold on to this, then you should be all right, right? You should, should be okay if you're holding on to that, that unifying branch between us all, right? You should be okay if you do that. And it's actually very interesting because, because if you look at the stories of the prophets, right, the things that happened when they de de delivered this message to the people of their time, they were treated with this, this enmity, this hostility. Some of them, some of them were, were exiled from their own land. Some of them were attacked, killed actually, right? just because of this message that they brought forth that seems so different to their time right yeah and if a person were to to view this all all the all the things that went down throughout history within the like at the time of these guys a person would say that wait why don't they just all unite right why don't they just all come together but the thing is the thing is that, that I think is actually very overlooked is, you know, like as it's, it's narrated in the Bible as well, actually. Let me find that evidence. Yeah. Where Jesus is reported to have said that, do you suppose that I came to give peace on earth? I tell you not at all, but rather division. And that from first glance at face value may seem like, oh, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? But if you, if you observe this, actually, uh, the reason that these messengers and prophets were sent in the first place was because their hearts have strayed away from what was taught initially, right, by the, the prophet that came before, right? And that's why, 
the, I hope you actually heard the, the verse that I gave about how do you suppose that I came to give peace on earth? I tell you not at all, but rather division, right? Oh, and yeah, we did. Like yeah, how we that, did. that made, you hear that? Okay, that's not yeah. <laughs> Oh, there were so many disconnection issues. <laughs> I've never seen this before. No, but, you're totally fine. Wow. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the weight of what we're talking about is just bearing so much on our connectivity. <laughs> but yeah. the, what was it? Oh, something that just... Um, yeah, but I tell you not at all to not bring peace, but rather division because the hearts like were attached to other than the teachings, right? And so at face value, when these messengers were about, there was division coming about, right? And... I can actually speak on behalf of the, the Islamic teachings. You know, the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, the messenger of the Muslims, right? At his time, the, the tribe, the dominant tribe of the area that he was in, the, they were called the Quraysh, the tribe of the Quraysh. And they would say that Muhammad, nas, that he, he split the people, he parted the people, right? And like how in that verse that I mentioned in the Bible, right, that, Jesus came to split father from son, son from father, mother from daughter, daughter from mother, right? Because these beliefs, they had to have been parted for what the, the message that they wanted to deliver to have an impact in the first place, right? Right. And so once the, the, the situation came about that allowed the message to get through to the people, once that happened, and it's actually recorded in the Quran too. Hold on to the rope that God has casted down for you and do not divide, right? Because if you if you if you observe it, right, if I if I were to read these scriptures and I were to come to these conclusions and I were to be like, whoa, that actually makes sense, right? That these guys actually delivered kind of like Kind of the same thing, essentially. Same situation brought about the same things. And then if I were to say, okay, let me hold on to this, right? Literally, like, holding on to the rope, right? If mm -hmm. I were to do that, then maybe another person from the UK, they would make those same conclusions and say, oh, I should hold on to this. And they, they would grab that same rope, right? Another person from Australia, you know, another per person from Zimbabwe, another person just... Everyone were to grab on, and then suddenly, everyone is united, right? right? And the thing that holds them together is not the fact that they, at face value, want to unite. Because it's easy to say, hey, you have a different opinion than me, and I have a different opinion than you, but hey, let's unite. But the thing is, how long will that unity last? If the hearts are divided, right? Mm -hmm. And I think no, I think that was a that was a really good that was a really good delve into that concept of unity, right? Right, and I think I think that's perfect because it's like if if we're looking at it from a place of like oh just that superficial like unity, just like unity is great. Like I would love for this world to be unified. You know, it really does have to come from the heart first. And I think that like so many things in our world, it really is a heart issue. And I think that you really have to like look at your heart and what your heart desires. I mean, that's kind of a fundamental thing too, is what, what is your heart truly desire and what is your heart hanging on to, um, which connects to the thing about, you know, 
worldly idolatry and things like that. Like what is your heart really, really desiring? And what does your heart, what gives your heart peace? And I think that once we work on our own hearts and we have that unity within our own hearts, like you were saying, we'll have unity everywhere. And I think that that, that's a perfect way to kind of like close out this conversation. And I just want to say, um, I am so grateful for you coming on. I think that this is this is so amazing. And I wanted to ask you to plug your Instagram really quick so that if anybody has more questions and if any of this resonated, um, that they're able to reach out and ask you more questions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can you can hopefully find me at, at Sailbane, right? S-A-I-L-B-A-N-E, right? If you, if you maybe heard some of what we said and you were like, whoa, that's pretty cool. Let me talk some more about that. Or you want to say, hey, Salvan, how's it going? Or you just, you know, want to stop by and say what's up, <laughs> right? Then you can hopefully find me there. Yeah. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Please remember to like, subscribe, and share. Um, and I hope that this resonated with you guys as much as it did with me. Thank you.